0: So, hey, everyone, I have the wonderful pleasure of speaking with the one and only Bitcoin Jesus, Roger Ver. How's it going, Roger? Hey, Joel. Yeah, so I wanted to chat with you after I started to see some drama unfolding in the Bitcoin cash world and where it seemed like it wasn't just people arguing because arguing happens. People disagree. Who cares? But it seemed like there might be an actual chain split and another Bitcoin fork coming out of this whole thing. And so I initially, in the recent weeks especially, you put your public opposition to the fork or to the people forking at least um, much, much higher. And there's been a little bit more of an escalation. And it seems like um, as someone who's followed the Bitcoin Cash community kind of from a distance and a little more closely lately, uh, I've seen a lot of people, some, something kind of surprising on both sides of this issue. Very much like drawn into the different camps. Some people I did not expect to be on both sides of the issue. And so, yeah, I think it's worth kind of getting your take in a good spot by, you know, especially from someone who, you know, as myself, I kind of have, I have opinions. I don't really care too much on either side. I definitely don't want bad things to happen that that I do care about. But I kind of, I see both sides and I'm not exactly sure which which side I'd, I'd completely pick for very different reasons. And so as a semi-neutral person, I'd definitely like to get your get your take on this. So first off, we're talking about the IFP or the uh, infrastructure funding proposal. Um, so when was the IFP first introduced? not this current one, but any IFP?
1: So we should probably explain exactly what the infrastructure funding proposal is because that, yes. I think that's just a euphemism. Uh, for what yes. it actually is, right? So you can, mm-hmm. you know, like universal healthcare, that sounds wonderful. But when you look at what yes. universal healthcare actually is, it's just a euphemism for a bunch of people with guns threatening people with violence if they don't, you know, do the the healthcare system the way the people with the guns want it to be. And if you mm-hmm. put it that way, oh, universal healthcare doesn't sound so great after all. And so I think it's the same with the infrastructure funding plan. Well, who doesn't want infrastructure? Who doesn't want it to be funded? Well, how can you be opposed to the inf- infrastructure funding plan? But if you look at what it actually is, it's, it's uh, part of the Coinbase reward that's been going on for, what, you know, almost 12 years now. Uh, instead of it going to the miners, it's going to go to ABC and, and Armory sachet and they get to decide what they're going to do with it. Um, that doesn't sound like such a, a wonderful thing. Like one developer or one group of developers get to decide, hey, we're going to alter the way Bitcoin has fundamentally worked for the last, you know, well over a decade. Uh, to just basically enrich ourselves to 8% of the total block reward each block. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's not nearly as palatable um, because of the tr- historical track record of Bitcoin. Bitcoin never, ever, ever had anything like that. Uh, I think once you start tampering with the the emission schedule and the, the, uh, the block reward, Mm-hmm. You're, you're a whole new coin at that point, right? So if you if you want some coin where part of the block reward goes to pay for, you know, infrastructure or developers or that sort of thing, you have a bunch to choose from, right? You have Dash, you have Z mm-hmm. Cash, you have ZCoin, you have a bunch of others out there as well. Um, yeah. and then you have a bunch of coins that were pre-mined to begin with a big reward. Bitcoin never had that. Bitcoin Cash never had that. Bitcoin SV never had that. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a huge, huge, huge change to the, what Bitcoin ever has been. Uh, and at the moment, the group of developers that want to do that, ABC, they have a very, very small minority of the hash rate. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a future market that trades it. They have about one twelfth the price so that the minority hash rate, the you know majority or minority price, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're the ones that are making this huge, huge drastic change to what Bitcoin has always been. Uh, so I, I don't think it's so much as a fork, as it's, it's just they're creating their own coin forking off the the Bitcoin cash blockchain. So that means all Bitcoin cash holders will get an airdrop on November 15th. And then they can decide what they want to do with that airdrop. They can keep it. They can buy more of it or they can sell it for more Ethereum to do DeFi stuff. They can sell it for more Dash. They can sell it for more Bitcoin cash. They can do whatever they want. But uh, I, I would be stunned if it winds up being the majority chain uh, somehow because it doesn't have the majority support it's a super contentious thing the big surprising thing here like you mentioned certain people within the community that you're surprised or came out in favor of this um the one that i'm the most surprised by i think is vin armani he seems to be a big fan of this but i think a lot of these people they're like oh they see they see dollar signs and they want it and then i guess there's a whole lot of truth to that old adage that you know always accuse your you know, an enemy is too strong of a word but always accuse your your opponent of, of doing exactly what you're doing And so there's Mm. been a big meme war war on social media and whatnot and uh, calling all the people that don't want the IFP, who don't want to change the coin issuance of Bitcoin, cash. They're calling them bitcheviks, which I guess is a reference to socialism and communism and that sort of thing. But if you look at it, that's exactly what the IFP supporters are doing. They're claiming, hey, we're doing a whole bunch of work and you guys don't want to pay us for our work. So we're just playing going to take it. That's what mm-hmm. governments do. They say, "Oh, we built, you know, we built roads and we built schools and we built an army. You're going to pay us whether or not you wanted those things or not." And that's that's exactly what the ABC crew are doing. They're saying, "Hey, we built full node software, and you're going to pay us whether you want to or not. You're going to pay for it right out of the block reward." Yeah. Uh, and so th- I, I think if anybody's you know akin to communism, that sort of thing, this whole thing, or if anybody's a the real mm-hmm. uh, it would be the IFP supporters because they're doing exactly what governments do. They're building something. And then charging people for it, whether or not they want to pay for it or not. And whereas the people who post the IFP, they're like, hey, we just want Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin to continue how it's always been, uh, where the block rewards go to the miners and then the miners decide what to do with it from there.
0: Yeah, so that's a great rundown of where the situation is today. Uh, oh, I've yeah. heard- said, how, did, how did it yes. get
1: started? <laughs>
0: Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, a good, that's a good recap of exactly where we are today for people who have not been paying attention and they understand exactly- what's going on right now. But this idea of the IFP is, it's been around for a little bit longer, an idea of um, repurposing the block reward for development, which in a way, donations to developers is a very roundabout kind of way of that because people get, the block reward goes to miners, either the miners or people who buy it from the miners end up with it. And then if they give it to, it's still kind of the same way, except it's just shortening that path. And so what was the first IFP iteration of the idea?
1: Um, I don't really know. Maybe maybe it was Dash, to be honest, because it's existed on other coins for yeah. a long, long time before it ever had, was you know being discussed within Bitcoin Cash. There's yeah. a lot
0: so of I'm talking about Bitcoin Cash specifically. So when was the first IFP idea on there?
1: So the first time I became aware of it is there was some talk about how, if you divert part of the Coinbase reward to this infrastructure funding plan, it doesn't just divert from the Bitcoin cash miners, it it diverts from all the SHA-256 miners. So BTC, BCH, and BSV. And because BCH only has a couple of percent of the total global hash rate for SHA-256, that means that BCH miners would only pay uh, a couple percent of the total amount of the IFP stuff. So that hey, How would of- that even
0: work? How do you, well, not to use the word steal, but hey, steal. How do you siphon off money from other chains? <laughs> yeah. I um, siphon off money from other chains like is that because that the same miners are mining the other chains and then they would voluntarily donate some of that stuff
1: yeah, so I'm uh, Voluntary and course is kind of blurry in in, in all of this here but uh, the way it works is that the all the people that have you know, whatever bit main mining hardware or whatever they can mine bsv bch or or uh, BTC and they can hop back and forth and most of them do and they hop to whatever one's the most profitable at the moment and they mine that one and so if you make bitcoin cash less profitable to mine by not giving the the miners eight percent of the block reward that means part of the hash rate that normally would have been mining bch will just switch to mining btc or bsv and so if it switches to mining btc that means btc is now slightly more difficult to mine than it otherwise would have been uh and BCH is slightly easier to mine than it would have otherwise been uh, so you're basically sucking the revenue from the entire pool of SHA-256 miners. And so that part kind of seemed interesting, like, hey, we can get, you know, BTC miners to subsidize the development of Bitcoin Cash. Uh, but the big problem was who gets to decide who gets that Bitcoin Cash? Like, should it be, you know, should it be Omri? Should it be, you know, should it be Bitcoin.com who arguably has done more to spread Bitcoin Cash adoption than, than ABC or, or any other business out there? And I think it's kind of like a Lord of the Rings scenario, which I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but I've seen people talk about it enough. I yeah. guess there's a magic ring and the magic ring has magic powers. But as soon as someone gets the magic ring, they go crazy with it and you have to destroy the ring. Otherwise, it's going to make everybody fight. And I think yes. that's what, that's exactly what's happened with IFP here is it's this really powerful tool that could be used to pay for a lot of really interesting things. The problem is there's no way to decide what it gets to pay for or who gets to, you know, Get paid for what, and it just mm-hmm. caused a whole bunch of infighting and a, a giant fracturing of the community. So I think it just at this point seems to be too dangerous of a tool for Bitcoin Cash to to have. And uh, if you're a big fan of the block reward paying for developers, you know you know more about Dash than mm-hmm. just about anybody out there. I think Dash is you know willing and eager uh, to have that sort of thing. And I you know I bought Dash years and years ago. Uh, I have a number of master nodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's no problem with that. But that was in the social contract from day one with Dash. This has never been in the social contract with Bitcoin Cash or the Bitcoin Cash ethos. And now it's trying to be uh, imposed after Bitcoin Cash has been around for, you know, over a decade.
0: Yeah. So for a slight clarification on the Dash thing, as much as I would have loved for it to be in day one, it it wasn't exactly. And the Dash history, and this is one of those things where, like, I love digging deep into the history of things because you see kind of how, where things came from. And, you know, like, for example… When in Bitcoin way back in the day had that crazy inflation bug that, you know, I forget what it was called, but like people don't even know that they think it was perfect since day one. Or there's some new evidence that Satoshi or whoever may have what they call fast mind Bitcoin is in running an optimized miner that he did not release to the general public and stuff. And then like, cause, and I love things like that because it damages the mythos of like this is something the holy. The
1: conception of Bitcoin, yeah, yeah just like it Bitcoin. damages
0: the mythos of any all this, any, you, you get to sort of focus on what actually matters, what works. Is the technology any good? Who cares? Who founded it? Kind of thing. And so, a dash started as X Coin, which is literally just like a, a Litecoin fork that was using an X11 hashing algorithm. That was kind of its big innovation. And then there were some bugs, and they fixed that. And then. When it turned into Darkcoin, they were kind of figuring out how to do a more trustless coin join. And so they created masternodes for that. And they had a, there was a Dash foundation for a while and it didn't really work out. And it was until like 2015, like about a year in that from, from my memory, again, people can fact check this, that they found a way to do a, uh, a vote, a masternode vote for a block reward type thing and so that's kind of how it came about. So there were a few miners and stuff but it was a minor chain, right? There was not a lot of activity, not a lot of attention and people just I guess agreed. It doesn't I don't think it was very controversial the whole treasury idea. I think it was pretty pretty evolutionary. And part of that is that Dash has had in his history an evolutionary kind of mindset of we're going to make necessary changes to the core protocol to going to tinker. We're going to make things a little bit better if we can. Whereas Bitcoin is much more, we got to stay what we're, we're we got to change as little as possible uh, that we can get away with to just kind of, you know, keep things going. And so that's the, the kind of interesting point of view because wasn't ABC more or less the founding client of Bitcoin Cash? And this, this is where it gets like really murky because um, with most cryptocurrencies, I think there's like one main implementation. The developers kind of do that. And with the various Bitcoins, there's a few of them. But at the end of the day, it seems like what gets implemented is what the dominant team kind of does, like Bitcoin Core. The Bitcoin Core team basically decides what happens. There's competing clients out there, but it doesn't really matter. And so it seems like ABC sort of is the founding development team, if that even if if that could even matter in a decentralized world, right? The founding development team of Bitcoin Cash. So-
1: If I can interject briefly yes. there. So Bitcoin ABC was the name of the client and ABC stood for adjustable block size cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one half of that founding team, so there's Omri Sachet and then there's another anonymous person named FreeTrader. Uh, FreeTrader is the guy that uh, is behind Bitcoin Cash node. And mm-hmm. so basically one of the founders of Bitcoin Cash's original client uh, is on ABC still. And the other is now Bitcoin Cash node. Of the And of the miners that are out there that are mining Bitcoin Cash, um, mm-hmm. about about 50% are signaling for Bitcoin Cash node for Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, I think uh, it was
0: 52. I checked a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, I
1: haven't checked yet this morning. But uh, mm-hmm. 0% as of yesterday uh, were signaling for ABC. And then the other 50% or other 48% aren't signaling at all. So yeah. at this point, ABC is clearly not the dominant uh, node, mm-hmm. even though they have yes. been historically. Uh, but that that changed pretty quickly with such a controversial uh, change to, to what Bitcoin Cash is.
0: Yeah, so if we're going to go from like a kind of governance perspective type thing, uh, if there's a lot of coins that have some kind of a agreed upon block reward split, and most of them, the best place to agree upon that is at the founding, right? It was like when you create it. So anyone who uses it implicitly uh, agrees with that kind of those those conditions. And so one could, like, let's just say ABC is the founding chain or the founding client and, you know, for what, for whatever purposes, but then what if they had implemented an IFP with the split from BTC, obviously probably way fewer people would have actually jumped on board. But just, just from a who's right kind of a standpoint, if they had just jumped the gun, done it right away, everyone's like, look, if you're going to use this new cash style of Bitcoin, you you're, part of it's going to go to fund the developers, so we don't have this kind of developer capture like we had before. That would have been like, would that have been fine in your book? Maybe not the coin that you would have most preferred to use, but that would have been like ethically fine.
1: Yeah, I think that would have been fine, but it would have made the coin a a bit less interesting to me, I suppose. If they had done it, if they did that from day one of the BTC-BCH split, that would have made it a lot more palatable. The the bigger any project gets, the harder it is to make these changes like that. So, you know, Bitcoin Cash is the third biggest cryptocurrency that's proof of work, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, BTC, Ethereum, and then Bitcoin Cash is number three with with dash i'm not sure where it is there but you know maybe 30 or something so it's a lot easier to still change things and even dash yeah. is big right so yeah the, the smaller the smaller the coin is the easier it is to make changes bitcoin cash is the third biggest proof of work coin in the world um, uh, i i think at this point it's not something that you should be making major changes to the underlying economic code that made you have this passionate community because the the tech and the community are both incredibly important even if you have really cool tech but you have a horrible toxic community the tech's not going to be used by anybody. Uh, And so you have to have both and like Omri Sachet may be a fantastic developer, but uh, Mm -hmm. he's a horrible community builder. Uh, And that's not, it's not meant to be in a personal attack on Omri. It's just supposed to be a a statement of fact, like you have to be nice and friendly to people and Omri doesn't have that he, his skills lie in other areas in the world yes uh, not, now,
0: not, no matter which which way if you consider him the nicest person in the world or the meanest person in the world he does seem to be a very um kind of go for what he thinks is right kind of a thing instead of get group consensus and see what the whole group thinks he seems to be very very bold which kind of comes good to we needed the, that
1: to, for yes point. Yeah, i mean
0: so. that created it right he just he did exactly was like well i don't like how you're doing stuff so i'm going to do this if you guys like what we're doing join and it seems like clear, he's... My,
1: my understanding is that he was paid to do that by uh, by Jihan and some others as a contingency plan for if mm-hmm. Bitcoin wasn't allowed to scale. So I, I don't know how much of that was Omri wanting to on his own versus being paid to do that. I, I don't know. That's a, a question for Omri to to answer. Yeah. I think so, a combination of both would be my guess.
0: Now here's the thing where it gets interesting. Uh, the there's this council now. This announced with abc or whatever happens of course a lot of this could be a moot point because you could hit november it could just be there's a hugely lopsided hash rate thing where it's like bitcoin cash node is like 82 percent and there's like now people are actively signaling for abc and it's like at most 10 and it's just like at that point they might have just given up or something i think it you're being be.
1: overly optimistic for abc to be honest well we'll
0: see again yeah. I, I thought that sv wouldn't be anything and here it still is right
1: i think sv had the better economic message of like a stable protocol for businesses to build on top of mm-hmm. uh, that part is fantastic and abc has been the exact opposite of that uh, mm-hmm. and it's been a big problem for businesses like bitcoin.com trying to build on top of abc and all and so bitcoin.com is focused mainly on bitcoin cash if it's a problem for us it's a giant headache for all these other businesses that aren't married to bitcoin cash so all the you know the Coinbase's and the different exchanges out there that just you know bitcoin cash for them is just one of dozens of coins they don't want to deal with a bunch of drama they don't want to deal with forking they don't want to deal with hard forks every six months uh they yeah. want it's you know stable and reliable and they can set it up and get it working and then and then for the most part hopefully leave it alone and, and uh sv bsv has done a great job at promoting that message uh, i don't yeah. know if that's true in reality but they've been done a good job of promoting that message
0: that seems to be the one thing that anyone who subscribes to the Bitcoin theory, or who likes not just the tech, because it is just it is just tech, but there's ideas behind it that keep other coins calling themselves Bitcoin and you know trying to keep to that thing. It's, there's a an attachment to like uh, the common thread in all this that kind of makes ABC the outlier is the no one controls or runs it. Kind of a thing is in the the development team is um, is kind of the the sticking point that like who gets to run it now um, the permissionless nature of cryptocurrency is anyone can use it and you can't say anything with it but of course that can be changed if someone running it can decide things so but I have to say I in all these years of you know being in crypto and focusing on this stuff it seems like there's that's one thing that like Satoshi got almost everything right. Like the economic incentives work pretty well. The network runs, you can actually figure out how to scale on chain. There's like, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. The one thing that seems to all of the children seems to be affected by is this kind of governance issue of basically no one can figure out who's supposed to decide things. And that is beautiful in a certain way and on the other hand clearly someone seems some things need to be decided and then there's just drama and fighting and as i put in a pithy tweet a couple days ago it's either centralized or it forks or you have governance it's like the the three things it's either centralized and therefore you know who makes the decisions you don't know so therefore people disagree and fork or it's some kind of decentralized but you can actually have a mechanism for deciding without forking
1: have there been any any forks or offshoots from from dash after the master nodes existed and that sort of thing or
0: not as far as i know there's been nothing um way like a couple a year or so ago maybe there was a a chain split on called safe but that was a chinese knockoff purely profit thing that people were just trying to create a little airdrop thing. Like it wasn't, and almost no one in dash even knows about this. If you ask them like, what is safe Like, I don't know. And so it just, there are fights, there are arguments, but those things collide in, 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 in they collide in a situation. And then there is a resolution at some point and then it's over.
1: I, and I, I hate to change the subject too much, mm-hmm. but I- from your yeah. tape fingers, there you must have been doing some jujitsu recently so. yes
0: it was a dislocated pinky and it sucks
1: but tape is and like that, a miracle though is it not so.
0: yeah it allows you to keep on you know doing the same inadvisable to your health decisions but yeah that's that's what happens now this wrist got wrist locked so this is all it's it's a little challenging right now but it'll, it'll be good
1: People but, need to be with wrist locks yeah
0: yes of course but to go so to go back to the the governance idea type thing it um it seems like there is a need for someone to decide. And here, here's my, what I call crypto governance and development right now. I call it the tragedy of the commons because the system is extremely well designed as far as minor economic incentives, who secures the network, who runs it, who pay, profits from the fees, who does all this kind of stuff. But the development thing is kind of like, well, we'll people will develop, I guess. I don't know. What do you think of that concept?
1: I think it's an experiment in motion, right, and mm-hmm. as go by, we have a better understanding of what what's working and what's not and what's happening and what's not so but uh trial trial by error, I guess,
0: yeah, so for example, um when you think about you know Bitcoin had all this momentum behind it, and then the bitcoin core team uh you know stuff happened It's for you know to summarize a lot of. Stuff over the years and very quick stuff happened. But uh it's so first off, the organization, if you could even call it an organization of Bitcoin Core, was there for a long time, is still there, very different people. You know
1: who within Bitcoin Core, right? Because you used to mm-hmm. have like Gavin and and uh Mike Hearn and, and some others, uh Jeff Garzik, and then other people that came to the project later. Then manage to kick those people out of Bitcoin Core, yet still keep the Bitcoin Core name for themselves and then morph Bitcoin into a project that wasn't what anybody signed up for pre pre 2013 or, or twenty even twenty fifteen. So
0: yes. And so the thing with the the Bitcoin Core kind of thing, it seems like like who holds the power is basically decided by GitHub access. It yeah. seems like that's the top thing. And so he who controls the GitHub controls the rules. And so it seems like whatever GitHub's rules are for who has access, who can kick other people off of having access, the repository control seems to be the central point of failure in Bitcoin's governance system in that case, because whoever does that you know, kind of rules. And then a, a uh, competing client. Um, Would have to build, I guess, you know, a separate repository, and you'd have to actually get miners to, to jump on board. Now it seems like miners are a passive actor more than active. In some cases they'd be very active. Some cases they're like they you know fork off or they mine, but it seems like in very rare in-
1: cases are they active. I think you're right that they're mostly yes. passive.
0: So and it's and obviously and they don't fund development directly. Like most mining pools, the idea of like the The what do you call the paleo ifp of let's just have mining pools give a proportion of their stuff kind of voluntarily to development doesn't seem to have taken root so it seems like you're asking people to donate for development and like a foundation or something like that that seems to be kind of the model of the main Bitcoin forks is that kind of it
1: yeah I, i think it's been donations from the businesses in the ecosystem so like myself you know i donated a bunch of money to bitcoin core back in the day i mm-hmm. think mount Docs gave the money a number of other businesses gave the money as well and then more recently in bitcoin cash days you know bitcoin.com or myself have given a lot of money to abc to bitcoin unlimited to the uh, B, B Cash from from mm-hmm. purse.io their fork of bitcoin for bitcoin cash uh and a number of other things out out there as well mm-hmm. um and then there were just a bunch of flip starters recently to fund bitcoin cash development i think somewhere you know, close to a million dollars in FlipStarters were recently donated to various Bitcoin Cash infrastructure funding plans, and until very recently, the only FlipStarter for full node implementations that didn't get funded via FlipStarter to their full amount that they're asking was ABC. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not because the quality of their work isn't pretty good. I think it's the attitude that you go into it with, right? If you want people to collaborate with you or to donate money uh, to you. You have to have a good attitude to go with it. And if you have a bad attitude, people aren't going to want to collaborate with you on anything. And uh I, I'm not happy to say it, but I feel like, especially now with the IFP things going on, the attitude from some of these ABC guys, and you know, the the biggest one is micro-president, uh what's his, his real name? Shema Chancellor. Like I feel like that guy's just gone off the deep end with these memes attacking everybody. And that's not the way, you know, adult software engineers trying to build a a protocol to enable peer-to-peer cash for the entire world to literally change the course of human history. That's not how those people should be acting. And it makes it for the businesses and the businessmen in the space that are, you know, building businesses and trying to build the tools to enable that. We're not going to want to give money to an organization that's busy trolling with a bunch of stupid memes on, on, you know, Twitter and Reddit Mm -hmm. all day, every day. Uh that's that's juvenile junior high school stuff. That's not the stuff that should be done by people that are trying to build the the platform to change the world for the better.
0: So we get into like who funds development and how does it get funded and that seems to be a little bit mixed. There's some positive examples where you have a lot of donations that really go and that works. A bunch of major companies step forward. And at the same time I've seen plenty of people complaining all over Social media over the last several years of any number of projects of, oh, we're broke. There's no do- no donations, including Bitcoin Core very recently. Like in the last several months, I've seen some people saying there's not enough for that. Of course, Charlie Lee's always complaining, or his, his people are always <laughs> complaining for Litecoin. There's always, there's a, it is, and it can be done. It's not necessarily guaranteed, but it can be done. And that might be a scale thing, like more businesses and stuff working on it. Could then you know bring more awareness and like, a scale and leadership slash inertia kind of a thing. In, it? Uh, doesn't. Com- it doesn't come yeah. with Bitcoin, but you can build it on top of Bitcoin, and it does can work relatively harmoniously as far as just the funding. Is that? Uh, are we uh, agreeing on that?
1: Absolutely. The the bigger the ecosystem, the more funding there will be for all these projects, and and people need to also keep in mind like donations. Yeah, okay, they're nice. Sometimes you can get some money from that the real way to build to make a big change in the world is to build a profitable business that earns money right mm, amazon has changed the you know the entire world supply chain not by being a, a organization that asks for donations like they say hey donate us money and we're going to try and build, you know, d- d- delivery within 24 hours of everything that no, they built a business and they charge their customers and they earned money. The reason Bitcoin.com has so much money to donate to different things and different developers is because we're a business that earns money. So if you want to like move the needle in the world, build a business that earns money and, and you'll be able to do that all yeah. far more effectively than building a charity that begs for money all the time.
0: Yeah. And that's where it gets complicated because, uh, You could say, obviously, businesses running on a protocol are businesses. That's very self-explanatory. Miners are a business of sort because they provide a good or service and they receive compensation for that. And developers is where it gets tricky because if you are hired by a company or something like that, sure, you make money. If you're building a protocol that everyone uses, not for free, but for free to you, there's, there's no direct way of benefiting unless a company hires you or sponsors you for development. Now sponsorship is more of a charity type of a thing or a I,
1: I, I would even disagree. So like let's mm-hmm. let's take bitcoin.com and myself for example, right? Uh, with bitcoin cash, I hold plenty of bitcoin cash or or even dash for example, I hold mm-hmm. plenty of that. It would be in my economic interest, not for charity, it would be in my economic interest to pay developers uh, to make Bitcoin Cash's protocol more useful, or make Dash's protocol more useful, or build the tools to enable more commerce to happen with Dash or Bitcoin Cash or whatever, and so like that's a very clear economic incentive because you know if if I have let's say I have 100 Bitcoin Cash right mm-hmm. and I, I donate 10% of the Bitcoin Cash that I have to pay a developer to do whatever, uh, but the price goes up uh, up by remaining Bitcoin Cash by more than 10%. I made a profit. So even though I have a, a smaller absolute number of Bitcoin Cash, the total value of that Bitcoin Cash is higher. So like uh, Derek McGill said it exactly right in a tweet a while back. He said like the lack of developer funding uh, in Bitcoin Cash, it isn't, it isn't a market failure. It's a market signal. Mm-hmm. And so for example, from Bitcoin.com, like we have a, a substantial budget every single month that we spend on all sorts of things. We could devote a bigger part of that to pay you know, protocol developers. But in our economic opinion, with all the moving pieces we can see in the world, that's not the best use of our money. Our, the best use for our money is spent on building other tools inside the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem. So imagine if we still had the same Bitcoin.com wallet from a year or two ago. It's not anywhere near as good as the one that we have today. But we spent a lot of money to build the one that we have today. That money could have been given to ABC or somebody else to do protocol development work. And let's say they did that, but Bitcoin.com still has a crappy wallet. I don't think Bitcoin Cash would be in as good of a position uh, today uh, if we had done that rather than just focused on building our wallet. So the fact that companies like Bitcoin.com and others aren't donating money to the protocol developers, that's Mm -hmm. market feedback, not a market failure. Uh, And I think that's an important concept to understand. And for the people that say, "Okay, you're not donating, well, we're just going to plain take it. that 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 drives a wedge in the community, and you're going to destroy the community even if you improve the tech. and if let's say they managed to really improve the tech, but you've destroyed the community in the process, congratulations yeah. you, you've you've have uh, broken bitcoin cash
0: now that's the that's it that's the really that's the point where you know the rubber hits the road because um there was also plenty of um, company funding on development in Bitcoin core. A lot of it from a fantastic company named Blockstream, which <laughs> donated to that funded development that increased Bitcoin's usefulness for their economic purposes. And unfortunately, those economic purposes were not in the economic interest of the rest of the of the world, let's be let's be pretty honest, probably not the rest of the world. But it was in their interests, and since they're paying the bills, they kind of got to decide. So there's nothing wrong with the funding, it's just what are the strings attached with the funding. And so f- how do we kind of get to decide how that works? Because it's not a completely free market system here. It, the free market system is all the cryptocurrencies out there. If you don't like what this one's doing, go to a different one. That's a free market. But as far as in the on the one e- uh, ecosystem of one chain, that's not a free market because only one person, only one path forward, can exist developmentally. Really, I mean, there can be c- competing, but at some point you got to resolve, and you got to all go with one. And how do you actually decide that? The one des- decision mechanism seems to be the miners, but the miners seem to not be interested in making decisions for the most part, and so that might be the the failure of the Nakamoto system. And I would say failure in like a rude mean kind of a way, but that could be the
1: one area planned for, for. it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And i have to say with dash governance, where it's an explicit vote and it's very easy to vote, voter participation is not always hugely high either. And even though in my opinion, it's a much better system that you have a lot more easier consensus for that, it's not like it's it's perfect. So if, if mastodotes don't always vote, then how can you expect miners to vote? So what do you think you would change in the system to uh, allow, because either you have to find a different governance mechanism for deciding without splitting, without completely splitting, or you have to find a way to get miners incentivized in acting and like doing things.
1: Yeah, that's the hard question. What would I change to make it better? Uh, I, I don't really know. Um, I think kind of what we have right now, though, people are free to to argue about it and fork away if you don't agree with what the the main chain is doing. And so that was the origin of Bitcoin Cash. Uh, that was the origin of BSV, uh, and that may very well be the origin of the new ABC coin, whatever it winds up being called. Like, if you don't agree with what the main chain is doing, uh, fork away and and try and do something better that works better. And and who knows? Maybe maybe the IFP version that forks away from from Bitcoin Cash. Maybe they'll build all sorts of useful tech, and somehow may, maybe they'll rally the community behind them and get the adoption from the you know the BitPays and the Go Cryptos and, and maybe even Bitcoin dot com. Um, but I think that's really really unlikely. Uh, the incumbent has such a, a powerful position there, and it's so clear though in the current c- circumstance, Bitcoin Cash is the incumbent, and ABC is forking away from Bitcoin Cash. Um, yeah,
0: which is the second second thing that's happened, and. That's where we start to get to, like, we're trying to build the most efficient model possible. And Bitcoin Cash has been in what would this would be like, what, the third fork of three years or something like 2017 was split from BTC. And then about a year later or so was split off to SV. And then it's like your yearly, your yearly scheduled chain split kind of thing. It just yeah. keeps on splitting. And I can't imagine that's productive, right? I can't imagine it's helping Bitcoin Cash become stronger and more useful and have the community resources diverted towards good things.
1: I think it's been disastrous, yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. been absolutely disastrous. Uh, and that's why I'm really sympathetic to the the mantra uh, there of build a stable protocol for others to build on top of. And uh, I hope and I would like to see the the pace of these regularly scheduled hard forks to be slowed down or or or, or extended or somehow uh, not forced to happen every single six months because that causes fighting as to what's gonna be in the hard fork. And uh, here we are again with a, a part of the community disagreeing with what should be in that hard fork and, uh, yeah. and perhaps uh, you know splitting away from Bitcoin cash. So, but uh, at the other hand, from a business perspective, right? I'll make sure I have all my private keys for my coins at the time of the fork and then I can sell my you know airdrop for more bitcoin cash or more dash or or whatever else i want to sell it for or hold it if i that's what i want to do uh but uh you, you have to you have to go with what the market conditions are you can't uh mm-hmm. you can't wish wish your way into you know a perfect world
0: now this is an interesting uh thing to look at because bitcoin s v I have not been a fan of for most of its existence. There's some endearing tools built on it, like Twitch, I believe you joined Twitch recently. Let's just, is that, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, good. So it is you, a lot of people are saying it wasn't. No, it was me. Yes, so there's a lot of interesting tools being built on it. And as you've mentioned, a lot of BSV type lines, as far as stable protocol that like business can build on, no drama, that kind of stuff. Now, of course, the devil in the details with BSV it they're was just actually what key-
1: in their words to be clear too. So.
0: well, yeah, but the devil of details is, as I said, you know, forked or centralized. And it seems like so first off, they they do have core protocol development, right? Like isn't it the shatters fellow or I don't yeah. know if there's others, but and he is on somebody's payroll, and whoever's payroll, whoever's paying him decides what gets changed, which in this case is nothing but could be in the future.
1: So if i can put on my conspiracy theory hat yes here, and i'm not super knowledgeable when it comes to bsv stuff because i haven't been following mm-hmm. it closely but uh craig just decided to sue me again a couple of days ago so right. uh, he lost the last time and had to pay me six figures apparently he wants to pay me even more money when he loses again here uh mm-hmm. because the, the best defense you know against libel is that it's the truth uh yes so, um but the 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 conspiracy theory hat here is is and I don't know if if Calvin believes him genuinely or if he's just pretending to believe him because it's convenient from a business perspective, but what it seems like is happening here with their lawsuit is they're going to try and say that, okay, the court has even ruled that Craig is Satoshi and he has to pay the climate estate part of the Satoshi coins. And because Calvin has such a big percent of the hash rate on BSV, uh, what it looks like they're going to do, and you can see Calvin even said that they're going to do it uh, on Twitter recently as well. Mm-hmm. They're going to fork, they're going to hard fork BSV again to give Craig all the Satoshi coins on the BSV chain, so they can use those to pay the co- the climate state. So Craig is going to hard fork BSV to get a million around a million BSV coins. And if the what the price of BSV coins now are what like two hundred bucks, that's two hundred million dollars worth of BSV uh, there. Uh, so by, by hard-, hard
0: fork, are we speaking of a chain split or are we speaking of just an upgrade?
1: Yeah, so it, it depends on what the rest of the BSV community does. And I, I feel like there's two groups within the BSV community there's the, mm-hmm. the Craig right kool-aid drinkers that believe everything he says and oh the bonded yeah. courier he promised for years was going to show up that didn't show up well that's you know whatever we're going to forget about that because that was last week and all the mm-hmm. other broken lies and broken promises well forget about of it course. craig's the Hershey. we're gonna we're gonna continue to worship him you know with blind faith and then there's the other ones that are just like craig's i don't want to get sued for the full time but craig is craig mm-hmm. but BS. Cool technology that we want to build cool things on and we're just gonna ignore craig and calvin and their it- it- idi- idiocracy um yeah and, so and, and that's kind of how I, I view it there and it's the question is Does craig does calvin have enough hash rate to to push that hard fork update to give craig all the bsv satoshi coins and the rest of the community won't be able to muster enough hash rate to prevent that from happening uh and i, I don't know i'm not deep enough in bsv to have much of an opinion on that at all
0: yeah so it clearly someone is at the top trying to use a chain for personal gain and other people on the chain, will see if they agree or if they will be willing to participate or whatever. But also one thing I've noticed is almost every single um, interesting project, I think maybe Twitch is the outlier, but I haven't, again, I'm not into people's financial business, but ha- heavily rely on end chain patents. And so- Yeah, and a lot so of so for
1: right. is closed source uh, at this point. Not closed yeah. in the sense that people can't see the code, but closed in the, in the sense that people are not allowed to reuse the code. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the whole ethos of this entire cryptocurrency ecosystem is that it's open source. Take the code and, and make something even better with it. And BSV is closed, uh, closed source in, in that regards.
0: Yeah. So it seems like there ha- there's like the big open question of like how do you decide who de- how do you decide who decides the the main things where miners are the one easy answer for a non, like let's say non-staked or non-Masternode type coin, but miners don't seem to really, seem to be passive. But now here's another, here's a couple of examples that I would consider positive examples of what one would call protocol decentralization, development centralization since birth. So let's, let's take Zcash, right? Uh, Zcash was clearly a company, an electric coin company was created to create a privacy-focused cryptocurrency and do all kinds of experiments and figure out what really works well and also let people use the chain. It's a public chain. Anyone can use it. And just they get 20% of the block reward for a while. And I know they had their own little like re-upping conundrum relatively recently, which I didn't follow too closely, but it seems like something was agreed upon. And that seems like you just except that the electric coin company is going to build everything. And if they don't do well, the price goes down and their profits go down. If they do well, it goes up. And then there's the other, I, the other one is the library, which had, I believe, a, something like a 50% pre-mine. And even though it's a decentralized proof-of-work coin, the library incorporated has this big pot of the money that they're just sitting on and developing and doing an amazing job so far, it seems, and uh, building a protocol anyone could kind of use. And I believe they might have given a chunk of that away to something called the Library Foundation. And as soon as I saw Library Foundation, I started seeing rumors of, oh, this guy got banned from the Discord. Oh, this, Mm -hmm. you know, fighting over money that no one knows who they control. But so in the case of Library Zcash, they seem to be building great products that anyone can use that are completely open source and can be copied and things like that. But one team controls everything as far as development. And it seems to kind of because it's accepted sort of work out for now. Do you, what do you think of that idea of that kind of philosophy of development?
1: Yeah, I, it's one thing when it's clear from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one thing when it's changed, you know, more than a decade in, yeah. uh, if you make a change that major, you know, a decade in, I don't mm-hmm. think you really have, and it's a contentious split. I don't think the one making that super major contentious chain, uh, change has the right the name anymore at that point. Uh, whereas with, you know, Zcash is pretty clear. And, the, and a lot of people don't realize this really early on, there was a fork of Zcash that didn't have Z-Classic. the classic reward, you, you know, called Zclassic. And so Zcash has this infrastructure fund, Zclassic doesn't. Zcash has done significantly better than Zclassic. Uh, and so maybe that's an example of how coins with the infrastructure funding can do better. Um, but you also, But I also think part of it is that you don't have this, you know, great community around Z Classic, whereas you do have a pretty strong Z Cash community. And I think that mm-hmm. is is the reason that Z Cash has done better than Z Classic because of the IFP equivalent there, or is it because of the stronger community? And uh, I certainly the stronger community played a, a role in it. Not how much did the IFP play or the, the funding for it? Probably some as well. Uh, yeah. but I, that's the thing that that fears makes me so worried about the, the IFP on Bitcoin Cash is it'll destroy the community. And, uh, I think the community's just as important, if not more important than, than any money to pay for, for the developers there to, to work on the protocol.
0: Yeah. Now that's, um, so the idea of an IFP type thing from day one, I mean, obviously the contention is you're coming in halfway through the agreement or, uh, whatever point of the way through the agreement. And you're just saying here, it's it's going to be completely different. It's like, well, I never agreed to this, but say it was just hey i'm starting like you get the time machine you go back and get to whisper in satoshi's ear as he's starting this whole thing and you you just get to tell him like look things are awesome but some crazy things happen you know stuff happened right but stuff happened along the way uh why don't you you know introduce a one percent ifp for you know whatever in the beginning obviously you know
1: that is kind of how the coin started right because the coins Mm -hmm. were basically free in the beginning. And yeah. then people had to go out there and do the work to make the coins have value by making the coins be useful in commerce. Mm-hmm. And so that way, anybody that had Bitcoin early on then becomes financially incentivized to make them more useful for more people around the world in more use cases. Uh, and so now, you know, I'm not sure exactly when some of these ABC people got involved. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at it, there are plenty of people early on in the early days that had cheap Bitcoins that were you know, motivated to, to help uh, make them more useful to the world and, and fund those sorts of things
0: yeah so would you think that it's a good idea to have the semi-centralized development team of a completely decentralized protocol idea obviously it's working right now in some cases but do you think that would be a good idea for say bitcoin to have started with
1: yeah i i don't know um i think it's worth a try and that's why it's cool that there's so many different cryptocurrencies now and people can try every different combination of of you know infrastructure funding and community building and this and that and uh Eventually, we'll figure out which ones work uh, work the best. So I, I think it's definitely worth trying. Uh, I don't think it's worth pivoting ten years in on an existing uh, existing coin.
0: Yeah, and so it, this brings back to now we're going to build more established governance systems, and then possibly some cool ideas for the future. But because I don't think that. The history book is written on crypto and what works and what doesn't. I think we have like hundreds of years of completely different systems ahead of us. But so, for example, the Dash system is pretty efficient at resolving differences. Like when there's a big disagreement, like should we on-chain scale yes or no this way? Should we adopt which new logo should we adopt? These are ones. Let's do this one. That seems to be pretty efficient on doing that and pretty efficient at getting funding for the one main development team. And where it becomes um, a little bit less efficient, what I've, you know, my my personal opinion over the years watching is when you start funding other ecosystem projects and there, be, just because whenever you're doing some kind of a subsidy type of a thing, like a, a grant system, or, you know, you have a, you're paid from a pot of money type of thing you kind of sever the economic incentives of a free market. And I've noticed an inefficiency because of this. And it's not, you know, with the development team, obviously that's the big market mover and people, you know, change. The price changes more what the development team does rather than anything else that's funded by the ecosystem. Now, uh, so one issue was whatever new Dash Dash coins created, Um, are for the treasury. If they don't get issued to something, they don't get created at all. And of course, based on scarcity, that means if you don't spend the whole treasury, your funds are going to be your money as an investor are worth more. But there hasn't been an economic signal to connect those two. So a lot of people, a lot of masterminds have, you know, voted in, I guess, an economically literate way and just try to use up all the treasury. doesn't matter where it goes to just because we have free money. But- they're starting to change the last few cycles have not been completely spent. they've left some on the table, but they're um they're experimenting with a a um protocol change that would basically make any funds not created for the still get created but sent to miners masternodes so you actually get to see what you'd save if you yeah. don't do and I think that, that will really change things on that sense
1: that but, sounds like a great idea, yeah.
0: Yes. And then we're going to, uh, I don't know too much about Decred, and that's one project I really have to do a deep, deep dive on, but I do know that they have some sort of a staked governance voting system and a treasury. But also, I think that the that vote votes on protocol changes as well. And as sort of a, and not just a, hey, if someone decides to ask a question, we get to decide, but Every time there's like a hard fork or whatever time there's a new thing, and you, it's not just Nakamoto consensus. The stakeholders have to actually vote and okay the thing. Whereas with Dash right now, you know, the developers create it, they put out the code, and the miners usually choose to implement it. And they could hard fork if they wanted to. They just tend to not. So that's another interesting idea. But here's the thing I was kind of thinking, because you still are trusting the inefficiency of a development team. You still are trusting... One team, one group of people, one company, as it were, and all the people in it is efficiently enough run, and there is a certain level of inefficiency they'd have to sink to before the network would vote to revoke their contract and add it to a new new development team. I they think
1: they testing that limit right now. So. Yes.
0: Well, they don't have, I mean, the council thing. Uh, I'll interject in a little bit about the council thing, because that's interesting. Uh, but here's an idea, right? What if you could create some sort of a decentralized GitHub type of a thing? And basically you would track, you could track, um, developer, um, activity and basically transaction fees. There's a small split of that would go to developers based on their Activity in success, or something like that. There was obviously it's a very rough activity idea.
1: The activity or the success, right? That's the hard part. So, that's yes, the, the success
0: government. means like the final product,
1: it's different things to different people as well, though. Yeah, too. so right, Luke yeah. definition of success is going to be totally different than you know, Gavin Andreessen's. So, yes,
0: but basically, if you could track uh, whatever cur- whatever implementation gets created, whoever contributed the most to that implementation gets a higher percentage of whatever. And so like, for example, like a one or two commit developer doesn't really get a bunch. Again, this is considering this is, this implementation got got put through.
1: It sounds like a fantastic way to generate more infighting. Uh, all yeah. day, day. If my commits more important than your commit and I committed more. Well, your commits mm-hmm. weren't as useful as my fewer commits and people are gonna spend all day arguing rather than building things. And so I, I think the profit mechanism of the market by building tools where people actually are engaging in commerce to earn money. I think that's the, the best way to figure all this out. And and uh, speaking of that, I, I need to get back to my normal work uh, pretty soon there, but uh, I'd be happy yes. to do you know, part two of this again at some point in the future. Yes,
0: do you have like two minutes to discuss sure. the council? Yeah. So IFP, and now obviously on its own as ABC is the Lord Regent developer team of, of whatever coin they end up at the top of. So Lord, but, Regent, they,
1: Lord of the Rings uh, person yeah. or character.
0: No, just I'm saying yep. it's like they're they're the kings of whatever chain they're on. Okay. Now they've mentioned something about it, creating like a governance board type thing, where major mining pools and major stakeholders would come and have a say on what happens to that money. Is in first thought it's going straight to ABC, so they don't have at that point they don't have to share it at all. But now they're saying we get we'll invite people to a council, and we will let them based on their importance in the ecosystem that is cryptographically proven by mining, whatever, we will let them decide what happens to that money.
1: Yeah. I I think, I think this seems more like a bribe to the miners. And if you look at it, like we just talked about earlier, the miners not wanted this authority or this, this uh, they just want to mine their coins and be left alone. Uh, They don't want the responsibility of, of governance here. Uh, And so if anything, it seems like it's just a a way to try and bribe them. And, And to be honest, like Okay, mining is important. It secures the network. The Bitcoin.com wallet is by far the most popular Bitcoin uh, Mm -hmm. cash wallet in the entire world. And Electron Cash is probably number two. And Mm -hmm. uh, ABC hates both of those projects at this point because both of those projects aren't uh, in favor of the IFP. So you can be guaranteed that both Bitcoin.com and the Electron Cash project aren't going to be on the governance board and they're not going to get any of the money uh, anyhow. So it's it's, the exact same problem again. And uh, I I think, you know, this is just a a tool that leads to never-ending fighting. And because it leads to never-ending fighting, it it detracts people from building. And it's something that the ecosystem doesn't need or or, or, shouldn't want.
0: So now we've spent all this time talking about fighting. Your parting thought of what's the most exciting thing you're working on right now?
1: I want to build Cash Fusion uh, right into the Bitcoin.com wallet. So you have super private, uh, super fast, super cheap, super reliable transactions. Uh, you can get Cash Fusion already from CashFusion.org uh, mm-hmm. today for desktop, but I can't wait to have it uh, on mobile. So everybody uses it. So i will give, you know, once we have that and then reusable payment codes like Bitcoin Cash transactions, will be in the same sort of ball- general ballpark of privacy as something like Monero? And Monero is fantastic. The problem is Monero doesn't have that big of a network effect. Uh, yeah. and Around the world, and and governments have been hostile to Monero because the privacy has been at the protocol level. Whereas mm-hmm. if we build the privacy into Bitcoin Cash uh, above that, uh, it'll be hard for governments to to blame Bitcoin Cash. You can say no, the blockchain is totally transparent. You can see every transaction mm-hmm. at every step of the way. So it'll be really hard for governments to to ban Bitcoin Cash. Whereas they've already banned exchanges in certain countries from from listing Monero. So that that's what I'm the most excited about. And then the token stuff. A lot of people don't realize. Tether is already on Bitcoin Cash. You can send and receive USDT in your Bitcoin.com wallet for a fraction of a penny. Uh, if you do that on Ethereum at the moment, the fees are like $20 today. Uh, so yeah, so Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Cash-based tokens work uh, right now today. And Bitcoin Cash's token network can handle more transactions than all of Bitcoin and all of Ethereum and all the Ethereum token transactions uh, combined. Uh, so Bitcoin mm. Cash has tons of scalability and, and the price uh, per transaction will still be less than a penny. So... I think I'm pretty excited to see more people start using their stable coins on top of Bitcoin Cash rather than uh, than some of these other chains.
0: Well, fantastic. This has been a great chat. Thanks so much for your time, Roger.
1: And yeah, we'll get this out shortly. Fantastic. Thank you, Joel. See everybody next time. And if you like the content, subscribe, like, and share uh, this video from Joel's channel and, and check out his other videos and other content as well.
0: Thanks for the plug.